Today we celebrate Epiphany, and we have this gospel that's, that's so mysterious, and it begins with the arrival in Jerusalem of these magi who are also very mysterious characters. Uh, we don't know very much about them, but we do know that they were from the east, which tells us that they were foreigners to Israel. So they were not Jews, but they were rather Gentiles from a foreign country, meaning that they worshipped foreign gods. They would have been pagans, we could say. Uh, despite what we hear in the, the Christmas hymn, they probably were not kings. Uh, the gospel does not refer to them as kings. Why they're called kings is actually because of the prophecies that we heard in our first reading and in our responsorial psalm, talking about people from these foreign nations, kings from foreign nations who would come to Israel to worship the one true God. Uh, the word magi or magoi in the original Greek has a variety of meanings. One of the meanings is like a group of religious philosophers or scientists or even magicians. Our English word magic comes from this Greek word magoi or magi. In any case, we do know that they were interested in stars and they seem to have a knowledge of astronomy. So there's a lot that we don't know about this group. It also doesn't say anywhere in the gospel that there are only three of them. The reason that we have the song, three, We Three Kings, and they're named three, is probably because of the three gifts that are brought. But what we do know is, first of all, that they are seekers so if we can think of them back in their home country, again, not, not, knowing, uh, that the, not knowing the true, the one true God, yet wanting to know God. And so it's like they were on the lookout for God, the one true God. Their own country had foreign gods, but apparently they weren't satisfied by those foreign, false gods. So they're waiting for God. They're seeking him. They're open to God as soon as he reveals himself. I think there are a lot of people who are like this today. Uh, people who don't really know God but, are, but want to and are open to him and in a sense are just waiting for him to reveal himself in their life. And once he does reveal himself to them, they'll take action. And this is the other thing that we see about the Magi is that they were men of action. So sometimes we can be waiting for God and God finally shows up, but then we don't do anything about it. We just keep on acting the same way as before. But that wasn't the case for the Magi. They were open, for, open to God, waiting for him to show himself, reveal himself in their life, and as soon as he does, they act. They see the star, and they go to Israel. What happens next? Well, they arrive in Israel, in, in, Israel in, in its capital city, Jerusalem, but they don't know where to go next. 
so they have to stop and ask. It seems that they've lost sight of the star. The star that brought them to Israel now seems to have eluded them, so they don't know where to go further. I think this is really helpful for us, actually, because sometimes in our own life we can feel like the light of faith has escaped us. We don't know where the light has gone. We find ourselves kind of wondering or searching again, doubting maybe. What do the Magi do when they realize they don't know? <laughs> they've, they, they've started their journey to God, but now they've come to a point where they don't know where to go next or what to do next. And so they ask. And that's a really good thing. They ask someone. They ask, they, they go to the person who should know, if anybody knows, the current king of Israel should know where the newborn king of Israel is born. He doesn't. He needs to inquire among his religious experts and scholars who do know. I think this is uh, something that we should do too. You know, sometimes we re- reach kind of a crossroads in our life where we feel like the whatever faith we, th- we thought we had found before is now eluding us and we don't know where to go or what to do next. Some of us just kind of remain in that place of, not, of, of just not going anywhere. But the Magi, they asked so that they could continue on their journey. It makes me so happy when someone comes up to me and says, Father Matt, I'm, I'm struggling in my faith. Can we talk about it? I'm so happy when someone, when someone asks that, says that. We can talk about it. Maybe they can find some, some direction. Or when, when I hear that someone, someone has said this to one of you, I, I've, I'm struggling with my faith, I've lost my way, and so they come to you for help. Awesome. They're, I'm only one person, and I don't know everything. And a lot of people might feel scared of me. <laughs> so, so I'm so happy when they go to, if they, if they don't come to me, if they go to somebody else. But the important thing is that we we seek the direction that we need so that we can keep going. We can keep going on the way, on our journey. So as a result of the, the Magi asking where to find uh, Jesus, the one true God, the star reappears. And what's their reaction to this star? I love this. The gospel tells us that they were overjoyed to see the star. In, in the literal Greek text, it says, they rejoiced a great joy when they saw the star. They rejoiced a great joy. In other words, they were super joyful when they saw the, the, the star. This is good for us to be reminded, too, because it reminds us of the, the, the fruit of authentic faith, the sign that it's really God is joy. This is something that I think about so much in our parish. I want, I want everything that we do 
to be marked with this joy in the gospel, this happiness for the gospel, because the gospel is literally good news. That's what even that's what evangelion means that that's the word we get for evangelization which is what how we translate the gospel means good news literally good news Um, but sometimes when we're struggling with our faith our faith can seem like more of a burden or just an obligation but what we, what we see in the Magi is that the gospel to them was the cause of great joy. Makes me think of how Matthew starts out, uh, Matthew, when he's talking about the beginning of Jesus' ministry, quotes this from the Old Testament. He, sees, he says, the people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. And so that's these Magi. They were living in a place that did not worship the one true God. They did not know the God of Jesus, who's a God of love and the God of mercy, the God who comes to save us from our sins. And so, essentially, they, they come from a people who did not know this joy. But as soon as they discover the gospel, joy enters into their hearts and into their lives. I want our parish to feel like that, because that's... That's what the gospel is. It's happiness because we've discovered the God who loves us and has always loved us and will always love us and is inviting us into relationship with him. What do the Magi do when they get to Bethlehem, when they find the child in the arms of his mother Mary? We're told that they they prostrate themselves and do him homage. In other words, Literally, they humble themselves by kneeling down or laying down before this little baby in an act of worship. It's pretty amazing that that these philosophers or scientists or magicians, whatever they were, would come and they would encounter this baby and kneel down before the baby. They must have really believed that they were encountering God in that baby. And so they humble themselves. And then what do they do? They open their treasures and offer him gifts. The fathers of the church saw symbols in these three gifts that that were given. Gold as a a symbol of Jesus' kingship. Frankincense or incense as a symbol of his divinity, that he's God. And so because incense is used in worship, they bring him frankincense. And myrrh, because myrrh is used to anoint the body at burial. And so the myrrh is a symbol of Jesus' humanity, that he's going to die like all of mankind. The other thing I think we see here is that these men are willing to make sacrifice for this little baby. They offer him gifts, and not cheap gifts, expensive gifts, meaningful gifts. When we encounter the true and living God, uh, this is how we should respond to, first of all, by worshiping the true God, but also by being willing to offer our life to him.
This is actually what's symbolized when we bring the, the offerings up. You know, some people, <laughs> not most people don't, but some people crab about passing around the collection and everything, but it's a lot more than just uh, getting, getting some change so that we can keep the lights on. It's actually a symbol of the, the sacrifice that we make to God, our giving part of our lives to him. Uh, it takes faith, actually, to give, especially to give generously when we don't feel like we have very much to begin with. It takes a lot of faith to give on those days. But God will never be outdone in generosity, and he's so pleased by the sign of the sacrifice that we make. Finally, the last thing that the Magi do in the gospel, they, um, they go back to their own country. And so they encounter Jesus, and then they go back. But did not, they, did not they go back changed men, changed, having encountered this one true God, Jesus, having been filled with joy and gladness at meeting him? Did, not they, did, did they not tell everybody that they knew about what had happened and about who they had met and encountered? and how, how, how they themselves have been changed. You know, this is a, a good image actually for us leaving Mass because after we've encountered Jesus here at the Mass, uh, we, can't, we can't encounter Jesus without him changing us, touching us. And so it's good for us to leave Mass happy. Happy maybe that the Mass is over, but also... <laughs> Happy that God has touched us with his love so that we can touch other people with his love and we can become like the light, the star that the Magi saw and shine so that other people may be led to the one true God. So, so much that we learn from these mysterious characters of the Magi. Let's ask God for what we need today. You know, maybe, maybe our hearts have grown kind of um, closed to God, and we need to be like the Magi, wanting to seek him out. Uh, maybe we know that God is asking something of us, but we don't want to do it, so we need to be people of action like they were. Maybe we've lost our way, and what we need is to talk to somebody about it, ask for help. Maybe that's the grace that we need. Maybe we don't feel joyful about our faith. We can ask God to give us that joy. Uh, maybe we struggle to come to Mass and to worship, or maybe we struggle to make offerings of our life to him and make sacrifices. We can ask for that grace as we meet him today. Finally, let's all ask God that we may be effective witnesses when we leave Mass today and that the joy that we carry in our hearts because of our encounter with Jesus will be like a light for others, that other people will come here to this Bethlehem uh, also to encounter the one true and living God.